Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome to the Troubled Men podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times, future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Well, it's great to be welcomed, and, I, yeah. and it's great to be here. Thank you, Renee. Um, back, back in the ring room. We're back here in the ring room, as always, the world famous ring room. Uh, where nobody really knows where it is, but it's world famous. Yes, it's notorious. It's a notorious ring room where uh, many people have sat here and drank, and many people have sat here and, and cried. Cried. <laughs> cried and pissed on themselves and won a few hands of bridge, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're actually occupying the, uh, the Midnight Cowboys normal table. Right. We're not in our noble table because our noble table is, is next to some woman who's... What is she doing? She's, she's Skyping face, or something. She's Skyping. FaceTiming somebody yeah, live and, uh, so you hear the other person. But the one voice. good thing about it is she's talking a lot, but she's taking pieces of clothing off at the same yeah. time. Okay, it's a whole new thing. <laughs> it's a whole new thing at the ring room. Is that, uh, is that like what they call it, a webcam girl? Yeah, is that what web- they do? Is, is that what goes on? Yeah, sure. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm not going to admit that I know what that is, but yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> it seems about like yeah. that, right? Yeah, it's the jamming city we're in, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the Well, you know, we actually city. had, had uh, some, some, an inquiry uh, by a, a future guest. He's actually booked, but he's been trying to figure out where the ring room was. And I said, you know, all in good time. It's, you know, it's, let's, let's, let's some, some mystery he actually, like, exist. He Google mapped it and yeah, all he, this and kind of stuff. Of course, it wasn't showing up. You right, know? So, right, so then he right. was poking around, and I was trying to be sly with him, you know, like, uh, just, you know, hold your horses. And then so he, he contacted me and said, I figured it out. And oh, I was like, really? Well, very good. <laughs> very good. Well, then he can get well, his own way here. Well then. done, Grasshopper. Yeah. Well, uh, next time someone does uh, that, another guest does that, just say, if I tell you, I got to kill you. Yeah. Basically, that's the answer. <laughs> you know, if I tell you, I have to kill you because, uh, yeah. you know, it's very private. It's a very you know, private place we're in, you know? Yes. And, yes. And it's, it's so private, you can tell there's not that many people here. Right, right. You know, I mean, there's always a crowd, but not that big a crowd. It's a very find. fine filter. Well, they seem to let anybody into the that other area, but but down here in the ring room, it's. Uh, well, I think I think we've been doing it here long enough that every the employees here yeah. all know us, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, you guys ready to do your thing?" And like, yeah. yeah, we're ready to do our yeah. thing, and uh, don't bother us, kind of thing. Yeah, no, you know? it's nice. It's uh, hey. you know, it initially came in here, and I was so clandestine about it. I had everything in a bag. I was stuffing all right. the wires back in the bag. Yeah. Like, you know, n- people better not figure out what's going on. And then right. you come to find out, hey, everybody Nobody wants to get in fuck. show business, yeah. you know. Everybody's, uh, they, they, they feel invested. That's good. Well, well, you know, it's a great thing. Yeah, yeah. So how was your week? Uh, week is good, man. Week was good. It's, it got really cold the last couple of days. Yes. Um, I enjoy the for cold. For New Orleans. Yeah, you know, for I New Orleans. I don't really like it, it but it, it didn't bother me so much this time. I don't know. You know, I played my regular Wednesday night gig with the Iguanas last night. Yeah. On this first very cold night. Yeah. I thought, okay, well, this is going to be dead. Nobody's going to come out. Nobody wants to yeah. leave their house. It was as packed as it's been yeah. since Jazz Fest. Well, There's that was also the same remember when we had actually when the, the freeze in February. Yes, when it sleeted the night yeah, that it, that it had freezing out. rain. Yeah. Again, that same, I played that same night yeah. and I thought, I don't even want to go to this gig. Right. I went and, and it was more people than it had ever been at that, at that gig. Right. And it's you like, know, I think I then. said this when, when we brought that up, I think it was you know, months ago. It's like people here will like go out on, on a freeze warning where and the pipes are bursting and all that, but and and they'll, they'll complain the next day and stuff. But yet a hurricane will be coming down on them. They're going, I'm not leaving. Yeah, you know, you know <laughs> I'm not leaving. No way, no way. No. And then they, you know, they end up losing the roof of their house and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, that's tough, man. But tough. Uh, I had a tough week. It was weird. Um, a friend of mine died. Right. Yes. Did I Mr. talk about Mr. Frank Donzi? Yes. Yes. We did talk about it briefly. Yes. Yeah. But I went to the funeral this uh-huh. past Saturday. Yeah. How was that? It must have been huge. It, it was, was big. He was so it was, loved. Yeah, he was, so he was loved, you know, yeah. and he was a famous guy in the yes. political and journalistic scene down here. He's the dean of New Orleans political writers. Yeah, I saw, he was. I saw him and it was to amazing to see how loved, how much love was there yes. for him, which, you know, I just kept shaking my head, I'll never get this. You know? Yeah, no, 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 you and I. <laughs> just never going <laughs> to no, get this. Hopefully, one of us, when one of us dies, the other one will be there. Well, so yeah, just that's to, pretty to, much Just to it. double the crowd. But you know? I was surprised because, you know, he was a, a big hardcore Catholic. Right. And, you know, Italian and all that, New Orleans, Italian, Catholic. And apparently, the Catholic Church, you're, you're, you weren't able to be cremated. 
Okay. But apparently they bend the rules a little bit. He, he, he was cremated. He was okay. cremated. It was, and it, it, it was, everybody was there. It was like, you know, all the, a lot of Who's political. Who's who? Yeah, yes. a lot of political honchos, a lot of all these, you know, journalists that you know from down here right. that have been around forever. Clancy, James Varney. Did you plug the podcast, Manny? Did you? I did to one person. One? Which, yeah, well, one, well, a couple of people, actually. Seems like a missed opportunity, uh, man. I should have brought I a whole stack to, of cards. I, I tried to. <laughs> Thought but, it would be somewhat uh, distasteful. Was, or, I just uh, kept tasteless. Uh, What's the word? I just, you know, no. Well, I tried to. The one person who I thought could be on the podcast um, is uh, Chris Rose. He was there. Well, you know, he's the white whale of this podcast so <laughs> far. You know, I've re- so did you approach him? I did approach him, yeah. and I gave him a card. We would have so much to talk to him about. We would have so much in common. Our, we have such a common experience. Uh, I think we, we, he's, he's one of the people that I thought of right away. And, and, but I've reached out to him and he's so far ignored me. Maybe I don't have good contact. Maybe he doesn't like you. Well, he always you liked me before. You should get used to that. A lot he of people always, don't no, like he always you. Liked me. You know, he's one of the people that did like me. Um, and I can't think of any reason why, he, you know, why that would have changed. I you know, I've had run-ins with a lot of people, but not, never with Chris. Well, so, you know, Chris, you know for we're, a we're, funeral, we're, he, he, you know, he, he came in jeans and a t-shirt, basically. Okay, well, you know, which is well like, he was there. That's good. Yeah, he was there. He yes. was there. The mass started, and then like five minutes into the mass, he left because I'm sure he had to go smoke. And then I saw him later on, a few hours later, uh, at the uh, the little after party with whatever uh-huh. they do, where they have the food okay. and the drink. Yeah, and all memorial. That. Yeah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But it was fun. The funniest thing was though, because during the mass, you know. Um, they didn't have a coffin there because he was cremated. They just had this box. Right, right. His, you know, his and, uh, remains, yeah. Yeah, his, his, his ashes or whatever. And, you know, the, the priest or the father, whatever they call priest, him. Priest, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, Either way, father, he's got this like, thing that looks like a microphone. Yes. But it's got like holy water in yes. it. Yes, what is that called? I have no idea. I don't know what it is. I, I, Perhaps our guest, uh, who, yeah. uh, who I'm suspecting may all, uh, be a fellow Catholic or, or a former Catholic like myself, uh, well, he's he's doing this while saying this, you know, Latin thing, you yes, know, yes. he's doing this and this holy water is going everywhere. Okay. And you could not see, it was the funniest thing to see all these Jews going, duck, duck. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> fucking, and I was saying duck too. Right, like, I don't right, want right. this holy was, water. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, there was, a, there was a lot. Because it burns your skin. <laughs> it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know, I get it. You know. But it was hilarious. So anyway, why don't we introduce our guest yes, after yes, that? Yes, absolutely. That's, that's, this, was a, this was a charming little opener. I like that. Um, so our, our, our guest, uh, he's a former architect. He's, but, you know, he's, this is crazy. You start off in one very successful profession, and then you decide halfway through, no, I want to do something completely different. And he decides to, to, to be a writer. So he becomes a very successful uh, a movie writer, you know, oh, script yeah? writer. Yeah, he's worked on uh, uh, Over the Hedge at, uh, and a bunch of those sort of movies. Flakes, he was the writer of. And, and uh, he has a brand new movie. I didn't even realize this when I contacted him, but have, have since seen tons of press on this, this, this great new movie, The True Don Quixote. Mm. Uh, Mr. Chris Poche. Welcome, Chris. Hey, thank you. And Chris Welcome. is also a uh, musician. He's uh, I've, I've played w- when he's a, a lusher parent. Okay. And uh, when they had the dad's band, yeah, or they the would have performances on like you know uh, on tax dad, day, yeah. we'd, we'd get up and play uh, tax man. <laughs> okay. And Chris was always one of the guys. He's a good singer, good guitar player. He could be there filling in on any kind of position. So he's multi talented, and obviously a good looking guy. So you know, chicks dig him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> get, get, get that mic right by your mouth. You see how I'm doing? It's, yeah. it's imitating me. <clears throat> All right. Boy, you woof that drink down fast, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Usually we have to goad our, our guests into keeping up with us. <laughs> how have you had? Uh, I don't know. You know. I'm way ahead of both of you. I know, I know. We gotta, Chris, Chris is putting the... Putting the I got <laughs> to figure out how to give away, too. It's you like, might have to buy a round, then. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. We start off, actually, the first few guests we had, we would, we would buy rounds, and it's like, okay, now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast. It well, worked, yeah. yeah, it worked. I, you know, but then we started thinking, ah, you know, can't, can't make... Then, then we had guests on who couldn't afford a, a round, so, you know. Right. <laughs> but you could probably afford it. I can afford a round. Right on. One. 
Just one. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll keep it to one. It'll be th- three apiece. That's, that's, yeah, that's good. That's perfect. Yeah. So um, I've never met you before, but in, in your kids go to the school, the same school that my kid goes to. Are they still in that school or are they graduating? Two of them are. Okay. One yeah. of them's at Tulane. Yes. Okay. With Renee's son, actually. Okay. And the other one's still at the high school? I got a senior and a freshman at the high school. Oh, okay. Because my girl will be in high school next year. She's just an eighth grader now. You know? Yeah, I got She's three cool. lifers. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. Get right up by your lips, man. Wow. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just so loud in my ear. Yeah, well, no. take, take it off. You know, no, I'm just going to dig it. Yeah, yeah. Just going to yeah. enjoy my voice. Yeah, no, because I sound like Barry White in perfect. these headphones. Now, you sound really good. I knew you, yeah. you have a good voice. I knew it would sound good on on. Uh, That's podcast. why I drank the whiskey. Oh, okay. To drop yeah. it down. Mm-hmm. Take it you down. You know, there's a... Uh, Oh, go ahead. I was going to no, tell no, you no, a totally, ahead, totally no, no, weird no, no, story. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, I don't even want to get into it. Okay. So wait, So you're, you left the world of business or whatever to become you were a writer? Architect. How long were you an architect? I was an architect for years. Uh, you're I, in New Orleans. You enjoyed yeah. doing that? Yeah. Obviously, it seems yeah, it's like great. a lot of fun. It's a know? great job. It's not a good career. Really? No, there's not any money in architecture. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. All that's like on television shows, architects have all this money stuff. Oh, yeah. I was an architect. They're totally, that's that's hogwash. Really? So why did George Costanza (laughs) always pretend to be an architect? Because he's George Costanza. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that level of ambition, too. He just wanted to pretend to be one. (laughs) He wanted to be one. Right, yeah. That's that's way way too unreachable. I always wanted to pretend to be an architect. (laughs) Marine biology. Yeah, it's a rough, like, I used to get frustrated. You spend, you know, you go to school for like a thousand years and you do right. an internship and it's really hard. And you work for years on a project and then the realtor comes in. And, and they make more money off, yeah. off of the selling the thing. Yeah, for, in a for few six months. Weeks. And yeah, nothing yeah. against realtors, so, but yeah, it's so, not a ton of school to become a right, realtor. Right, right, right. Uh, so were you an independent or did you work for a firm? Uh, both. I did an internship work firm, then I worked for myself for a long time. Um, and did a lot of consulting to other bigger firms okay. who needed help. Okay. And I would and go in and do things. So after, fuck, 10, 12 years, you just said, fuck it? Yeah. It was weird. I, I'd always wanted to write. I'd always been interested in movies. And I, I sort of secretly wrote this screenplay. Um, and then I was too embarrassed to show it to anybody. Uh, but I had a buddy from high school that I'd done theater and music with in high school mm-hmm. who had gone on to become a pretty successful screenwriter. Oh, and I, I sent an email to a bunch of people because my son hurt himself. And he responded to the email and said, Hey, you ever thought about changing careers? Little did he know I had this terrible screenplay really? I had written. And I just FedExed it to wow. him. Wow. And he kind of took me under his wing. And it was like an internship. Oh, man. And so I would do some architecture for five hours. And he would hire me to like help him. Oh, I, was okay. like, I was thrilled, oh, even okay. though no credit, a little bit of money, whatever. Yeah, just to be doing it. Man. Yeah, to be I couldn't believe somebody was was going to ask me to do this. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And so over years, I phased out, and you know, then one day there was not any architecture on the desk. Wow. And it was all writing, and that was about fifteen years ago. Wow. Man. And I've done a little architecture since then to pay the bills, but. Well, the great thing about writing, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago when we had Renzo on right, here. Right, right. Um, Renzo thing, Maris. Yeah, well, the great thing about writing, because I grew up in L.A., I worked at the studios for years and stuff like that, and I tried to write. I just wasn't good at it. It wasn't disciplined. But uh, a friend of mine who, uh, who was in the, still in the business um, told me one thing. This is like, God, back in the 80s. He said the one greatest thing, which I told our friend Renzo, and he's now a successful writer and stuff, he, says, he told me this one thing, Manny... Writing is free. You don't need, you don't need to pay. You know, it's free. You just need a pen, a paper, a typewriter. It's free. Just go ahead and write. Write whatever you want. It's free. It doesn't cost you a dime to just sure. write. Yeah. You know? No infrastructure. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It's no, just, it's fantastic. It's writing. But then again, you could be someone like, you know, who starts writing and all of a sudden there's a 5,000 page manifesto, you know. And then about, you're the Unabomber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unabomber. You're Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> Writing the same thing it, over and over but again. But it is that easy. Yeah, I mean, well, that is. It, it is that easy. Constantly. You meet people and everybody, or not everybody, but a lot of people sort of will tell you, like, what do you do? I'm a writer. And they go, oh, I always wanted to be a writer. Right. 
And I tell them all the same thing. It's like the difference between wanting to be a writer and being a writer is typing. Yeah. It's like shit tons of typing. It's like just start typing and then it's done. Type whatever you want. And you don't have to even be paid. You just say you're a writer because you wrote a bunch of stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. totally legitimate. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah, nobody cares what, you, what your degree is in or what you did before. Yeah. Right? You worked at the slaughterhouse killing animals. They don't care. Yeah. If you wrote something nice. It's a hobby, you know. The, well, the slaughterhouse, yeah. you know, just to let off steam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to get loose. Oh, it's not actually a slaughterhouse, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just call it that. <laughs> it's our nickname. Yeah, because I find myself, you know. When he entered, when he came, confronted me about doing this podcast, I was like, "Well, you know, I, I have, confronted." Yeah, it's an excellent it was, word choice. It was a he accosted me about <laughs> because I, I saw before this happened, I saw him maybe twice a year, and that mm-hmm. was enough. You know, it's a lot. <laughs> but we always, it is a lot. I, I'm a lot. I get that. I'm a, I'm a yeah. handful. You know, but then he came to me or confronted me about this podcast. I said, I don't know anything about it. Let's, all right, let's do it. So I find myself now, you know, cramming, you know, like cramming for uh, an exam. You know, it's like, well, I got to write something. I got to, you know, because I've, you know, I've, like I said before, Renee, there's times where I show up here and I, I have nothing. I got nothing. I yeah. got nothing. Well, so we'll know, just talk. You so, can think on your feet. So yeah, I can think on my feet. I'm pretty good at that. Well, well that, that's how I knew that this would work is that Ma- Manny and I couldn't ever be at any party or any bar where we would see each other, where we wouldn't immediately get into what could be like a four-hour conversation and never a lull in it the entire time. Oh, so it's like, there's well, just this, no small talk. You just go, you just dig deep immediately. You know, even if we're just making fun of each other or somebody else, you know, it's 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 it never it's never a lull. You know, it's so. Uh, well, what, there was those times though, years ago we would be talking and we nod off though. Well, yeah. Well, that's you know we're just taking a break, just rest. That was you know, chemical though. Yeah, that, that was another reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, we were, but we were in rapport. Right. Yeah, we had our report. Uh, we nodded off together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah, now you guys, it's very official. I don't know how much of, of, of the ring room, because it is very, very weird and intimidating in here to give away, but like, you guys have notes. And there's well, a, you know, well, like a newspaper say, article. Listen, I'm, I'm 55 a years old. I need, I need <laughs> some pens. <laughs> yeah. I'm 55 years old, and I need notes because I can't remember everything. I, I, I'm not 25 years old anymore. I can't just mm. you know do it. Oh off yeah, the, let's don't you know. No, because here, here's what happened to me: is I'll have all these these great things that I want to talk about, and I won't remember any of them when it right. comes time. Same you know? for so me. You just have to make notes so you don't forget them, and also it helps me to keep from feeling like I'm going crazy because. If I have a good thought and then I forget it before I can write it down, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I feel like I'm just throwing away gar- like gold. You know, you must feel that way. Uh, like, I used to carry three by five note yes. cards in my pocket yes. and a pen yes. for right. decades, yes. and that was my that was like that my, was your my toilet brain. And if I I still and now I send myself emails. I have like a bunch of email addresses. Oh, okay. And so some are for writing work. Some are for That's and, smart. I should start. And, doing and they just that. they just type them in. So but sometimes it's like two thirty in the morning, and I wake up and I'm like half I can't see, and I'm right. If I don't type this right now, I'll, I'll be lost remember. forever. Yeah, yeah. Because well, you know, ten minutes later, yes, I don't even yeah. know what the topic was. Even even and here's the worst thing. You know, you had a great idea. You just can't remember what it was. Yeah, and now it's haunting you. <laughs> Although some of those like three in the morning things that you know are a great idea at eight in the morning are like, what the hell was wrong with me? Well, like look at this. Well, sometimes note. if you look at the way I write right, at that yes. point, you know, it's like, what does yeah. that say? And then when I figured out, it's like, what yeah. does that mean? Those, <laughs> are, those are there are no letters in that. Whatever See, that like is. look at this. I wrote this, and I still this was like three months ago. I still it's don't know what it said. <laughs> All I can get from it right now is I'm surprised. That's good. I think that's a Vietnamese name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any surprise pond, uh, a Boyle Evanston. Something like that see? makes total sense. Yeah. You know, and under it says Trump is going to pull back. He's not going to shoot the caravan. He's just going to injure them. <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's something I, I is legible to me. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. a good bit. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> <let's>, <laughs> well, you hear about the caravan. Yeah. You know, the good thing about the caravan is that um, I heard now they're going to let him in the country uh-huh. and then shoot them and then shoot them. You know, my idea was like, you know, just say we're passing through, we want to get to Canada. Canada, yes. Yeah, but, and, but and now, I said, I which should, is not just I a, be, a good excuse, aboard. it's actually a good plan. It's a good yeah, plan. No, yeah. he was yeah. serious. Yeah. It's a long way. They've already come like 8,000 miles. Yeah, what the fuck? What's, what's yeah, another, you, you got to go through, Wyoming's tough. But you know yeah. what? You got to get through the Dakotas it's and tough. shit. Yeah, that's because it's, 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 it's also hunting season out too. Yeah, yeah, shit, man. But I think now. If if America was smart, it's like you know what? Have these people go straight to California, and just like any disaster, these people will help your city rebuild. 
Okay. Go to Malibu, help rebuild Malibu, help re- bring paradise back to uh, Northern California. Okay. You know, because, you know, it's a They great have idea. a can-do attitude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can say, listen, Chico, hammer, nail, you know what to do? See? Yes. You know what to do. Tile, boy. Yeah. What, <laughs> listen, Chico. When the tile, when wow. the, when the tile comes, tile <laughs> yeah. work, that's when their faces yeah. light up, man. I've had yeah. Central American... Uh, like carpenters that you know they they of course they'll you know can do anything you know the carpentry sure 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 and then the tile work then they're like oh yeah. now they're happy because because yeah. they're fucking masters a lot yeah. of these guys masters tile, of masters. the tile yes yes yeah. it changes the way you think about a caravan when you've been through what New Orleans went through well yeah and there were not forty thousand white people coming here to paint houses and gut houses no, and lay tile no, and stuff. They, the none, they didn't show up so much. No. But there were a whole lot of brown people yep. yeah. that we never would have recovered without. Yeah, and now we have good Mexican food. Oh, and trucks. <laughs> which we never did yeah. before. We never had before. Never had good... I'm I mean, from L.A., man, so I, you know, I think I know... And I'm Mexican, so I think I know what good Mexican food is. Yes. And you what, should. I should know. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> failure if you're Mexican, you're from L.A., and you don't know what good Mexican food is. Like, that's bad. Okay, we need to take a break here because I'm now. I, Chris has inspired oh. me, so I've caught up with him. So yeah, uh, man, he's lagging behind. Take We're going to get him out oh, of well, it listen, anyway. Listen, I had three before you guys came to my yeah, front yeah, yeah. door. We're trying to catch up with man. <laughs> yeah, okay, exactly. We'll be right back. All right. Yeah, just came back with a round of drinks, and they uh, served us in plastic this time. But is that, you know, a, is that like a, uh, uh, a hint a to go? Hint a subtle that, hint that, to that, go because you know, we, we we often overstay our welcome here. And or and, she likes Manny and, better. Uh, and uh, well, who doesn't like me? I'm just saying. Well, you know, she she actually she said I need that glass, and I said, well, um, he's still finishing it. She said, well, it's going to have to be plastic. I said, that's fine. I can just dump it in. She goes, actually, if y'all are going to stay late, I'll just put it in plastic now. And I was like, I she didn't wants this argue. glass. I'll give her this glass. She's, right got, she's got things to do, man. Yeah, no, she's got things to this do. This isn't her life. Yeah. I met the Tending new, bar at the ring room. Yeah, I met only... the new, uh, well, it's part of her life. Did you so, meet Heather, the new bartender? I did meet Heather, the new bartender. Yeah, yeah, yeah she seems quite lovely. So can I, can I, I, I tell you, weeks here. can I tell you give real quickly weeks. about yeah, my, uh, three weeks. Yes. my experience at, yes, the, at this place? Yes, do. This nearby place. I mean, we're not at this place, but there's this nearby athletic club. Okay. And I joined it. Yes. With a buddy of mine from work. So we'd push each other to work out, you know? Oh, okay. And we'd meet here. Yeah. Play a little grab ass. Yeah, you know. He's a cute guy. I get it. Uh, We each paid a $250 initiation fee. Okay. Really? Which we thought was kind of steep, but we paid it. And we, for like two years, we'd meet here some mornings and we'd work out. And I love this. I love the place. Yeah. And then um, this big Gambit expose came out about the homophobic owner. Huh. Of the place, that who seems had odd because it's it's got a very gay vibe. Well, well that's I think that was what he's reacting to. He like he got a little overwhelmed or something. And they had just this is the late nineties. They had just started allowing women to join this. Well, yeah, place. because right. I, I was going to say yeah. it was an all men's. And club. so I think it was getting just in general it was in transition. Oh, so wow. I read this whole article, mm-hmm. and um, it turns out that two hundred fifty dollar initiation fee was something he told his sales staff. Look, if people come in here and you think they're gay. Just hit him with a two hundred fifty dollars oh. initiation <laughs> fee um, to try to dissuade them, and it's, of course the guy, my buddy, is actually gay. Uh-huh. So I called him. I was like, "You made me pay the homosexual tax <laughs> at this place." He's like, "God damn it! I owe you two hundred fifty dollars." Yeah, well, I know I I didn't have any because I uh, uh, my wife was already a member when I joined, so I just had to pay like a twenty five dollar thing. And she got actually a month free because I joined. You know, you get a month oh, free okay. if you get someone to join, you know. So you quit coming here, though. You stopped coming here? Well, I quit working downtown. Oh, okay. So it wasn't, I couldn't. It wasn't convenient. It was too much. Right, right. Yeah, a whole yeah. bunch of things had to change. The little yeah. cool barbershop that, that had been, like, encased in amber in 1950. Yeah. a barbershop in here? No, yeah. not in here. But oh, there was okay. one on, on Carondelet called Steve's. Yeah, I know where the Steve's is. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I gave, and then Steve died, which is also weird. Well, they, have okay. a, they but, used to have a barbershop right across the hall here yeah they had one here and the really? guy was the worst I, yeah because <laughs> when i joined part of joining well, he had is, a built-in clientele he, he didn't yeah. have to be good you know you didn't have to attract customers when you join here, here you get one free haircut uh, and a one free glass a of mandatory wine. haircut yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like a man yeah exactly you're joining there's a razor <laughs> yeah, and it's stuff like going into yeah. prison yeah. <laughs> like being admitted it's going yeah, before have we blown the whole pl- thing about where we are no, no, it's no people know. everybody's gonna know it's the ymca yeah so you came here you joined with a buddy and you worked out together and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was happy times. Yeah, well, 
the guy I used to play racquetball with, you know, he, he's the one who died last week. So, Oh, man. Is your friend still a member here? I don't think so. Okay. He's still gay, though, right? As far as I know. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. anything's possible, you know. It's, right. it's, a, it's a fluid world. We all get to make choices on a day-to-day basis. I don't think it was that fluid for him. Okay, I mean, well, he's a pretty yeah. committed man. All right. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But but I, I love the fluid, building. Huh? <laughs> like half, half this whole thing is is the building, the madness of like, hi, I'm on a treadmill in a ballroom. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty pretty weird spot, you know. Well, you notice the uh, the tile that's it's so old that there's they have a, a swastika motif, uh, not in this room, what? but on the way in. Really? So there's yeah yeah. And I've been. What, in, what, how old is that? Was it, was it built in like it's like the two thousand years ago? No, it's like the. This 20s. is the second oldest place besides the uh, New York Athletic Club. Yeah. This is a second to the New York Athletic Club. No, it's, uh, I think this tile is from the 20s. I stay in a, in a uh, hotel in Milwaukee that has this exact vintage. It looks ex- almost identical to this tile, except in, in, the, it's in this hotel, it's in the, the restaurant in the hotel, and except that the swastika motif is the only motif. It's not one of several, like, like on the <laughs> entrance of, of this building. It's like every two feet, there's another one. And it's, you know. We'll check it when we leave and you, you yeah, yeah. tell have us a what look, you yeah. Yeah, have yeah, a yeah. look. Have a look. Have a look see. Yeah, have a look see. Yeah. They probably don't make that tile anymore. Probably not. Probably, well, like they the, probably do. It's like it's the, little, the little mustache, I, the well, little Laurel Hardy mustache. Let's, ask, can't let's ask the Central Americans who earned a tile. Yeah, yeah. Have they seen this before? Well, we could do that. We could do that. This is going in a really dangerous direction, gents. No, it's not. It's going good. Well, you know, Chris has a career that he's trying to trying to maintain. Well, well, but you're self-employed, so yeah. it really doesn't matter. You know, I actually right. had somebody in the in the movie business that was on on this podcast and uh, talked to me after the podcast and said, you know, there was this one stream of the conversation which, of course, was totally innocent, but he was so concerned about you know down the road what someone might misconstrue or take out of context they said you know could you just take that part of me saying that out and i was like oh sure well, i will. probably be worried about that kind of stuff but i don't have that capability well, so you much. know you, uh, we had i also uh, don't really hate anybody so i don't feel yeah. like anything i'm going to say is going to be awful because right 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 i don't feel that way about anybody well, we yeah, just yeah, yeah. met you know yeah, so, so yeah, it's still early. and we've got early. 45 minutes to go <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. well not groups of people individuals <laughs> yeah. yeah i can get pretty down on an individual exactly because oh, no, some people ask for it you know some people earn your your mm. uh, your your what your anonymity or what's and i the spent word? four and a half hours That's at the dmv the yesterday enmity i learned to hate enemy. some people yesterday oh yeah dmv yeah oh, try your patience oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. especially well, they, around here yeah the dmv here is um well yeah i've gone in pretty you know, nothing like la though man la like you have to make appointments like months in advance That's but at least you have an appointment i had a number yeah, yeah, and a number, a number that was like, like here, yeah. digits and digits and digits away. The number. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know that one thing they they did here in the last bunch of years is unless you need something really special with your license, like a first license or some some weird rigmarole, you can go to a number of satellite places like insurance offices and pay like twelve dollars more. And have no line and just get your just think license for four dollars an hour, three dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's totally it's amortized well, over my money life. Well spent. That's yeah, right. that would be so. great. This one thing I could, I actually checked. I couldn't do it remotely. Oh, I had okay. to go in there. Well, good thing you weren't there that day where the system went down. What was that last week? Where oh, the DMV, I don't know. Yeah, the DMV system here in Louis. So people get, you know, they open at 8 o'clock in the morning, and people are lined up an hour before. Right, They want right. to be first to get in. It's good. It's a good idea, actually. That's when, when I brought my kids to get their license, you go there, you know, you get right. there at 7.30 or something. Right, and, and you're wait. done. And you're done by, by 2.30 yeah. in the afternoon? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you still but have for all I know, their system was down yesterday. Oh, man. Because I was ahead, just sitting there. No, no, no. They, they just, their system went down, and you had people who got there at 7 o'clock in the morning. They camp with their folding chairs, and, you know, like they're getting tickets to see Kiss or something. Right, like that. right, right. And they get in, and all of a sudden they get their number, and they go sit down, and they wait for about a half hour, and all of a sudden they go, uh, excuse us, everybody. Uh, <laughs> seems like our system's down, and we don't know how long it's going to be down, so just bear with us for a while. You know, click, oh, Jesus. Clock, tick tock, tick, you know, about 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, uh, we're still having, you know, it's like the pilot when they're you're uh, trying right. to take off on the tarmac, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah we haven't got the okay yeah, yeah. To, to, yeah. to take off. Uh, yeah. You think there's a secondary market for those tickets? Like if you went really early? 
What tickets? For the, like, you know, you get a number. Oh, oh no. Oh. I was C251. <laughs> yeah. And, and when I got there, they were, they were serving. I'm like, C4. <laughs> you sunk my battleship. Dude, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, so if I got there early and then I just waited a little while and then the next guy that came in, I had like 50 bucks. Yeah. For this ticket. It's next. Well, what if you. You like, could scalp your number. The problem is, the problem with yeah, the DMV here, the DMV here is, it's like there's certain letters and numbers. First, were you registering or were you getting the license or were you renewing? Because I, I realized the last time I was there, because I lost my license and I had to go get a new one. So I was like, B. 505. All of a sudden, those, but the B's were people who were getting licenses or renewing licenses. Really? Is it that and the sophisticated? C, and the, I yeah. felt like I was in like Caracas, Venezuela in the 50s. Like, I can't believe that it's that actually, <laughs> oh, that they've I, actually thought it out to that, at that level. I bet it was good tile there, though, huh? Tile's <laughs> <laughs> oh, exquisite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's an empty know. vending machine. You know, Everybody's in a bad mood. It was a. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know what, they can do whatever they want, you know, basically. It's just like, you know. They, they, you know, look, say, uh, this actually, this, this, uh, this relates to a, an article I cut out of today's newspaper. Actually, maybe yesterday's newspaper. It's uh, it's on the front page of the of the uh, New Orleans Advocate. It says report. Surgeon Waterboard has poor oversight. <laughs> that is indeed a but, headline. Okay, well you know, it's uh, talking about stating the obvious. So people who don't know around the nation, explain what the S. So Surgeon Waterboard, they're is. in charge of uh, drainage, which in New Orleans is a huge deal. We have uh, I don't know thirty something. Uh, uh, 100-year-old screw pumps uh, that pump water out of the city when it rains. And, and it rains, baby. And it rains a lot. It's been raining a lot. And so sometimes these uh, pumps don't work at all. Sometimes they work <laughs> a little bit. Uh, then they also, Surgeon Water Board is, uh, provides uh, water, drinking water, to the city of New Orleans. So I think they lose something like 80% of the water they pump to... Cracks, and cracks, cracks. Yeah, yeah. and so anytime they lose power, which they don't get from Entergy, the local company that provides power, they generate their own power on site, which constantly goes out because they have, like, which they did, so they wouldn't be dependent on somebody else. But right. their generators are like a hundred years yes, old. Yes. They're out there shoveling coal into yeah. something. <laughs> like, you know, we kind of like nuclear reactors and I shit know. on the river. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's totally like twenty four seven guys just throwing coal. <laughs> yeah. I think they yeah, actually right over there diesel. in Jefferson. It's, it's not like, coal, but it's diesel. So it's like diesel generators that are running over there. Um, giant uh, industrial size. So, so the first couple lines says, uh, Surgeon Water Board's uh, contracting process suffers from poor oversight that could leave the public utility open to overcharging by contractors or paying for subpar work on millions of dollars in private contracts annually. I said, I'm reading it. I said, well, that's not a bug. That's a feature. That's a design of the Surgeon Water Board. That's, it's it's like that intentionally because then it, it, it allows people to spread money around to whichever favored contractors have, have, uh, have Ooh, uh, yeah. you know, greased their palms or, you know, I'm not, not naming any names, but, you know, you don't have to be a genius to figure out that, you know, this well, is the way things work it's here. It's like any city department we have here. It's all about the patronage, you know. It's just like who, who's, who can get greased and stuff like that, you know. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, no. I just I thought uh, it's very cheeky. But I to, love uh, the, headline. the headline. Yeah, yeah. Surgeon <laughs> Waterboard has poor it's, right. it's actually very good oversight. <laughs> They're very smart about, well, we're not going to do this like a public bidding process, which every other government entity has a very strict right. public right. bidding process. It's, right. it's all laid out. And, right, transparent. Yeah, I, I mean, I did about in the previous incarnation as an architect. I used to do a lot of public bid kind of stuff, and uh -huh. it's really rigid. Government work, particularly. Yeah. So it's not a lack of oversight. It's just a different kind yeah. of oversight. <laughs> <laughs> we have our eyes on a different prize. Oh yeah. Oh, we're looking. We know exactly. We know exactly where this is going. Uh, so on the other side of this piece of newspaper, another you know interesting human interest story you could say. So this is a. Uh, Apparently, a Georgia man is accused of breaking into uh, an Augusta, Georgia home, rummaging through the, the house, and then jumping naked into the bed of the two residents. So, Christopher Lindner, Lind Lindner 29, has been arrested on charges of uh, including criminal trespassing. 
He, so he broke in last week and jumped into bed with a couple who was watching TV, so they weren't even asleep. They were <laughs> awake. What were they watching? I, I don't know. Manny always has a pertinent question that the, the, the article does not address. But whatever it was, it was so good they didn't hear a guy yeah, 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 come yeah, into their house, yeah, come yeah. down the hall, yeah. open the door, and get in bed. I bet like they didn't even turn the television off I or lock the door. I bet it was House Hunters. It had to be. <laughs> but, but international. Those are the, the, it's hard to look international. away from that. Yeah, exactly. Or love it or listen. Oh, they've got to go for number two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That bathroom's not nearly good enough. <laughs> so it says uh, uh, that he then fled the home. Oh, no, wait. They fled the home with Lindner in pursuit, with the guy chasing them. Uh, so the responding deputies found this guy lying in a roadway, and then he fled. So I don't know. <laughs> they just saw him, and he got up and ran. Authorities approached him later and now he's aggressive, and he was pepper sprayed, but to no effect, it says. Oh, my God. So he's naked, wow. he's pepper sprayed to no effect. Says, Maybe uh, he was on Flocka. He, well, he may have been on Flocka, but he, yeah. he doesn't admit that here. He says uh, he then tried to enter a, a law enforcement vehicle and was hit with a metal baton <laughs> <laughs> and arrested. This wasn't Florida? Really? I know. It sounds like, like Florida. Florida. Yeah, it's it sounds Augusta, like... Georgia. It's, no, not, it's, far. Close, it's yeah. not far. Yeah. He started the, the morning he was yeah, in Florida. Yeah, he was in Florida. <laughs> so, wait, so the couple... I don't know how old this couple was, so they were probably just scared out of their fucking mind. I'm sure. <laughs> they, <laughs> they got just up like, and ran. They ran, got up <laughs> and, and ran. chased and he them. chased them. <laughs> yes. And they got away somehow. I they don't know. They, they were able maybe to Maybe he just wanted... Uh, company. Was, he was lonely. Maybe he was lonely. lonely. I don't know. Just some company. You know. So then the last line, he says, uh, he later admitted to being on methamphetamine. Oh, uh, okay. So, uh, what? Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that, that, that meth makes you impervious to pepper spray, though. Yeah, well... That's kind of badass. So it's like, human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's a follow-up to that story is what? that they they still can't find the remote. Yeah. <laughs> and the implication, like it won't it doesn't have to say in there that he was white, but they didn't oh, shoot him. Yeah. Well, oh, right. Yeah. They pepper sprayed him, so clearly, clearly. he's a white guy. So, but Matt he was kind of a white thing, anyhow. You know? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Seems I think like, it's like a But what about thing. was was he naked or was yeah he, yeah he was nude he, he totally, was totally naked oh he was totally oh he was naked he was yeah. naked he came into their house naked and got yeah. in bed with them. yeah 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 and they, they were ran. they were clothed and then he ran naked and then got pepper sprayed naked I'm saying this guy and he, crawled into a cop car naked and got beaten try, up try with a metal get, baton <laughs> naked <laughs> That's right. I think I know where that remote is suddenly the channel's changing nobody knows why. Honey, I'm watching. Uh, <laughs> well, I uh, I hope uh, the the couple's all right. Were they an elderly couple? It doesn't say. It doesn't, it doesn't say, say anything that. about them. Well, they were spry enough to jump up, jump out, and run yeah, and flee. Run. Yeah. Well, and I make fun of my wife when she's like always locking doors and stuff. But yeah, you, 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 one day you're going to be the guy that the naked Dude. meth addict. Comes oh, and no. gets in bed with so, you. The doors locked. Chris, I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm constantly locking doors. Really? People leave the doors open at your house? My wife will tend to go out, open the back door, and go out in the backyard and stuff, and then come back and we'll go to bed, and the door is unlocked. Oh, no, no, no. And no, I was no, like, no, 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 you got to lock this. You, know, I, I, you don't even have a dog. You have that yeah, blind cat. We have a blind cat, yeah. It's stopping anybody. So, yeah, got to lock the doors. You got to lock the doors. I mean, I, I grew up in L.A., man, and I lived in some hairy neighborhoods, and you got to lock the doors. Oh, yeah. See, I grew up in, like, the outskirts of Baton Rouge, uh-huh. and I don't think we knew where the key to the house was. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was, like, 14 or 15 years old. Wow. Nothing was ever locked. We're, like, in this... Yeah, but we're this we're a, so far out of Baton Rouge. First of all, Baton Rouge is like this. It's too dull for there to be crime. Right. And then we were on the edge of it. Like, we didn't even have municipal services. My dad burned the garbage in the backyard. <laughs> we, were, we, were like, we didn't know we were hillbillies, but we were absolutely hillbillies. Oh, okay. So we never locked anything, cars, houses, anything. Wow. And, then, and then I moved to New Orleans. Like, uh. And when I moved here, I moved into like a fully functioning crack neighborhood. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. Yeah, just, so I'm learning access. to like yeah. lock yeah. everything. Still, a hundred years later, I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta lock the. Yeah, really. gotta lock it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Look, I, not only do we lock our house, my wife will not leave a key in the deadbolt, which you know, oh, it's I like know, no, you no. Should, so she have to lock it, and then she takes the key out, yeah. like yeah. even during the daytime. It's like, sweetheart, we're, you know, what's gonna have the zombies aren't gonna bust through. No, we have an no, alarm. We have a dog and a dog. Okay. We have an alarm and a dog and locks, well, and there's yeah, a whole procedure. Do you have guns? 
I do have guns, actually. Yeah, me too. But I don't have any ammunition. Oh, really? Well, that's, that's a, that's a, I'm not a failure a, in the chair. I know. It's like, <laughs> I'm not, not a big... I don't... You know, it's, they're it's gonna, inherited guns. I don't love them. but shot, pointing and unloading. Uh, they're not, there's no pointing. They're locked up somewhere. But oh, okay. Well, that's not going to do any good either. I kinda, you know, you know what what's I weird? Have? I fired a handgun for the first time when I was in my like mid-20s. Okay. It's pretty cool, huh? Oh, my God. It's pretty cool. I was horrified how much I loved it. It was oh, like yeah, being yeah. Thor. Oh, yeah. No, like it's cool. Like fire it's coming out of your hand. And that was what scared me is how much I got off on. It's like, oh, my God. This is incredible. Well, yeah, you know, it's fun. Yeah. yeah I remember bringing Daniel to the, uh, to the range for the first time and letting him shoot off a bunch of uh, nine millimeter shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you understand why people like their guns. It's like uh, you, you're a whole different person. I mean, you're not. You're hiding. The well, gun's a different thing. You're still the same schmuck you are, were before, yeah, well, but you have this weird superpower. It gives you a respect for, uh, for, the, for the device, you know? So it's good to... I don't like guns. Yeah, yeah. I don't have one cool. in my house. Really? Oh, no. Yeah, no. That's cool. No. I have I, a bullhorn. I, I inherited mine from my mother. Oh. My 38 <laughs> snub nose from nice, my mom. Nice, nice. Yeah. Police special? Five shot or six? Six, but okay. just barely. It's like the size of my hand. Oh yeah, yeah. I like those, uh, the, uh, they, what do they call them, like the chief special or something. It's smaller... It's a five shot. Because <laughs> really, if you can't, if, if you, you can't, can't do it with five, five enough, yeah. yeah, yeah, you really yeah, you like, shouldn't you have know. started in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm only. You're not going to get to that Clint Eastwood moment, right? One. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Just, no, like just, ha- just, counting five no, shots or only six. Of course, it'll be at my own hand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or in no, somebody actually, else's hand, your gun in someone else's hand. Right, right. Actually, I do not possess the suicidal impulse at all. It's it's not it's not nothing not nothing that's ever crossed my mind. Now, I've thought homicidal, about somebody, homicidal, yes, yes. occasionally at yeah, yeah. the DMV, for instance. Okay, all right, yeah, well, but not suicidal. It's appropriate, Manny. You look like you have something to say. Uh, no, I just well, you know, I, I don't have this passion for guns that you do. Well, so it's not a passion, you know. Well, it's, it sounds it's, like it. You well, guys are like drooling about it. Okay. You know, no, you know, I haven't like fired it. a gun in twenty years because it made me too erect. I liked it too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> I can't be a part of this. I can't be a part of this whole like. And you, I just you start, to, but you do start to understand these guys that love them. It's like, oh, that's what that's about. Oh, they're cool, man. That feeling. That's what you're after. Yeah. No. Guys that w- that can't wait to shoot somebody. Ooh, no. Yeah, I know. There's guys out there who who are like that. No, I got them locked in an attic. No ammo. It's like I. All right, all right. Mm-mm. So it's a, it's more of a uh, a curio for you. Yeah, and I didn't ask for them. They just kept showing up. I have three guns. I inherited oh, okay. them all. Oh well, let's see. Uh, you inherited? Oh, oh, I thought you a said shotgun and two handguns. Oh, okay. All right. So let's talk about you again. Yes. You're, yes, please. Because you're, um, you're probably here to promote. Uh, yeah, talk something. about your movie. No, yeah. I want to talk about. Uh, so so many people have tried to make. A movie of this book. In fact, there's a famous uh, uh, documentary called Lost in La Mancha <laughs> that uh, it's a documentary about Terry Gilliam's, you know, great filmmaker, Terry Gilliam, uh, his 30 year attempt to, to make this movie. And I've seen that. The documentary and it's heartbreaking and it's outrageous oh, and you've seen it when those when those flight cases are being washed down that instant river that just <laughs> yeah. shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heartbreaking! So you actually succeeded in in doing a great uh, screenplay of the six hundred page book and then a foundation of, of you know the modern novel, the most uh, printed book. After the Bible, you said I learned that from yeah. You. So it, depending on your view about the Bible, it's either the most or second most uh, printed work of fiction. Okay. <laughs> and Terry Gilliam made it finally. Like we we went into this right. thinking, and, well, and, he's never going to fucking make this movie. He's been trying for twenty five years. He's failed ten times. Right. Right. And finally finished it, and it showed. He started shooting it when we started shooting. <laughs> I'm on set, and I'm getting these texts like. Uh, somebody on Hollywood Reporter says Gilliam shooting his movie. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> now? now? And he did. He made it. Yeah. And no. they were like concurrent. Wow. Now, his is not Don Quixote. He takes Don Quixote out of, out of context, and there's time travel and all sorts okay. of stuff. Um, we, just, we just made it. We just kind of made the book. Right. We just made it modern and like... In St. Bernard Parish. I don't in, know. In, 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 in the Nard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about Don Quixote. Is he like Don Corleone? Is it like a mafia yeah, thing? No. No? Okay. No, no explain I, the story briefly. It's yeah. super simple. It's yeah, actually yeah. really simple. What, yeah. What's amazing is the, is the, the book is... You, you will never do the book justice on film. But the, uh, the story is really simple. There's a, a, a middle-aged guy who's so bored and desperate... Mm-hmm. And, and unsatisfied with his life 
Uh, he starts reading all these books of chivalry, and they're all bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. This is all. When the book was written. Uh, knights were already a thing of the. Dis- oh yeah, dis- yeah. There were hundreds. It would be like if you past. woke up tomorrow and decided you were a cowboy, right? Like it was that antiquated, he, he's, sort he's, of he's anachronistic. Like, Delusionist. Yeah. Delusional. Right? And he read all these books that were all obvious bullshit that had been written to sort of paper over the Crusades uh-huh. okay. and like make knights heroes right, instead right. of instead Murders. of Blackwater, yeah, the yeah. Blackwater of 1380, <laughs> yes. right? So, but he gets so he's so bored that he decides that they're true. And he has this like break, and realizes that he is he is one of them. Okay, he is the greatest knight in history, and he puts this cardboard ass costume together, and he goes out on this terrible horse. I mean, what's funny is like it's such a famous book. It's like this epic, right, Don Quixote. And then when you actually read it, which I had never done, uh, I I read the book. I was like, Jesus Christ! It's a tiny little story. He's a shitty horse. Uh-huh, he picks fool. up his neighbor. Yeah. He's an idiot. He never <laughs> leaves his neighborhood. Like he doesn't go very far. Right. And he has this adventure only because he decides it's an adventure. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there was something about it to me that's like, you could do that tomorrow. Yeah. Like anybody could. Yeah. We're all a little right. disillusioned and bored with our lives. And, sure. And few people get up in the morning and go. I'm putting on a costume and I'm kicking ass today. Take the bull and by the horns yeah, and really, exactly. really create their own, their own reality. Yeah, and it's you know, very and much in it. an analogy for the creative process because yes. everyone in your life is telling you you're crazy. Okay. It's going to end badly. Right. Don't do it. Yes. Half the people are telling you don't do it because they love you. Half the people are telling you don't do it because they're embarrassed. They're jealous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you go put on your costume and you do your thing anyway and, and, and let it happen. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Well, it sounds like 80% of the population in this town. Well, well this town is, <laughs> I got to say, this is the exact place. If this really happened, he'd be like the fifth weirdest guy in the right, neighborhood. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. There's no... Yeah, Dick Deluxe. Have you met him? He's, <laughs> you know, he, he, he really... <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Uh, so it uh, it fit here perfectly. Cool, man. So and we, I saw the movie; it was fantastic. Really loved it. The performances are great, man. You're you're in it. You're great in it. And, and Chris, <laughs> my so cameo. You got to put your cameo in there. No. I am an ordained minister, so it are actually you? yeah. So it actually now, I've done now, some weddings. Were, 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 you, were you raised Catholic? Did you go to Catholic uh, religious education as a child? I, w- I was courses? raised Catholic until I was seven. Okay, and then my father, who had considered the priesthood. Okay. And his mother had all the saints on her dresser. Okay. Uh, looked up one day when he was about 40 and went, this is bullshit. Wow. Okay. And, I like it. And became a Zen Buddhist. No shit. So I was actually raised... In the country. Well, yeah. And like the edges of Baton Rouge. I'm pretty sure he was the only Zen Buddhist in the huh, neighborhood. Now, what did your father do for a living? He, was a, he worked for the state. He was an attorney for the state. Okay. He was an attorney. So he wasn't... Yeah, he wrote legislation. You know, you, you, oh, no. He was a smart... You weren't hillbilly. No, 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 no. <laughs> we were like those weird, those weird intellectual hillbillies, okay. right? It was a house full of books in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, oh, he you're was lucky. He didn't turn into the Unabomber. He's but, a super, you know. super smart dude. But yeah, it was all uh, Zen Buddhism in the house. Wow. So man. this, your wow. film, what's it called? The True Don Quixote. And it's premiered already. It's, it's around the nation. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. We premiered at the New Orleans Film Festival, uh-huh. uh, which was fantastic. They were amazing uh, to work with, too. And now we have a sales agent at an agency at UTA. Okay. And she's out trying to sell it to see if we can get it to a distributor. Okay. Yeah, man. Which is... You going to go to any of the film festivals? Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I, it's all I did for about two years. Yeah. And I mean, all day, every day. Right. Yeah. It was grueling. I got to yeah. say, the, the last part particularly, when you're in the... And when you're editing and you don't so have everything you you're need. You're not even talking about the writing process. You're talking about like working the production on of the, the production. Yeah. Well, I, I'd never directed anything. Right. Like right. Not, I didn't go to film school. Right, I was in architecture right. school. So right. I, not a home movie, nothing. Right. So I like walked out <laughs> well, on set like yeah. going, okay, guys, <laughs> yeah. let's do the thing that you all know how to do that I don't. Right. Um, <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, I remember I worked at the studios, you know, studios back in L.A., uh, you know, you had when you were like on a uh, on a show. I worked cable. You know, this is when cable boomed in the eighties, and I worked on TV shows and cable shows. And you basically had no life for you know. We, you worked three months straight, yeah, on one production, and then you maybe get two three weeks off, and either you grab another job, or before you had to go back to the uh, TV show, or you would just lie in bed for three weeks and right, recover. Right. It's madness. Yeah, it's it really it is. is. Yeah, the shoot was crazy. We shot it in twenty one days. Wow, which is really oh, short because wow. we have a lot of insanity. money. Yeah. Well, we know, you know that's how much money you have, and, and it right. was crazy ambitious. 
Yeah. Like we built things, we had stunts, we had all kind of yeah. shit in there. That mostly, you know, you make a you make an inexpensive indie movie, and you got like people in bedrooms and offices having deep conversations and driving in cars. Like uh-huh. lots of really cheap stuff. Right, and right. This was right. this was nuts to take on to start with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot of outdoor uh, ex- exterior locations. Oh, a lot of God, all kind of night crazy exteriors shit going on. We did five night exteriors in one wow, night, wow. moving the whole crew, moving oh, Jesus, all the lights in one night. In one night, Jesus Christ! We lost a, we lost a cinematog- <laughs> We lost our cinematographer after day five. Like uh, it stormed every day. Oh, really? we, had, we had two costumes. So like, when you say you lost, what happened? Did we just quit. Or uh, he didn't die. Oh, I thought good. we thought he had. That's good. Um, that's good. Yeah, it was a. It's a. Yeah, I don't want. So, I don't want to yeah, get yeah, into a long story about him. Yeah, but no, we had to be replaced after day yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and the uh, the amazing thing is Trey Bravant, my pro- sure, producer. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, at seven thirty. Shout in the, out to Trey Bravant. Oh man, at seven thirty in the morning after an all night shoot, one of the craziest, most difficult nights I've ever had. He looks at me and goes, "I'm going to find a new cinematographer." I'm like, "You're out of your." Mine. I mean, he hadn't slept yet. And he got Milo Sigmund. And at 11 (laughs) o'clock the next morning, 11 o'clock Saturday morning, he's banging on my office because I'd slept in the office so I could get some. Uh some, And he's like, all right, we're good. Wow. He's like, eyes are like this big. He's like, we're good. And he was. It was a guy who's a friend of ours who's an extremely kind of renowned cinematographer who lives in town. Yeah. He went and got him. And he shot the rest of the movie. It's beautiful. Cool. Wow, man. it It was a crazy... It was a crazy it's a whirlwind. Yeah. So, how did you do at the film festival in New Orleans? Uh, good. We we won the audience award in our uh, category. Yeah, Congratulations. And and won an award for sound, which our local pal Larry Blake did. Who's, you know, we say local, but yeah, he lives here. He's, he's, he he's lives here. He's done like sixty yes. movies. Yes. He's done every one of Steven Soderbergh's movies. Yes. He's done yes. like he's quite he's the real deal. You know, pe- um, people sometimes people. Uh, Succeed and then come to New Orleans. You know they don't come to New Orleans just to fail and disappear. You know? Well, he's so. deeply New Orleans. Yeah, he's yeah. born okay. here. And, oh, yeah. okay. I didn't. Um, I, I, I don't know the. Yeah. Power. So he. Uh, yeah. He, we we got that for sound, and then I don't know what's going to happen next. Excellent. And Excellent. and Chris. Uh, so so uh, I went to this uh, the screening at the the second one at the they they had uh, an additional screening. It was so popular. So okay, so, cool. So I went to the second one. Couldn't get into the first one. And at the end, they said, "Well." Who did that last song? He said, well, oh, oh I wrote that, you know. And, and so Chris wrote, he's like... Oh, you did some he, music. He co-wrote for, the, yeah. You actually wrote the score with, with, uh, with Jay. Right? Jay. Jay wrote the score. Okay. Uh, the, the last song, this is the... This is, you would love this, by the way. So, like... Well, why wasn't I there? Jay writes Jay this song. Jay who? Jay who? Jay Weigel. Jay Weigel. Who's yeah. a local guy and a, and a real terrific fellow and, and a very successful film composer. Composer, yeah, yeah. And a guy I've known... I didn't know him well. I know him well now, um, but I didn't know him well, but I've known him for like 25 years. Um, okay. And he, like, he wrote this piano piece. Uh-huh. It's this beautiful little simple kind of haunting melody. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like when, when the character's really beat up. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. But you, I get to say things like, what if that was like in Walt's time? Uh-huh. And uh, there was like an accordion in it. Right, right, Like right. I just get to like say shit. Yeah, yeah. And then it happens. Like uh-huh. he magics it up. And that became the opening. That song in the opening uh-huh. was that. I was like, holy shit. Cool. And then to say things to him like, you know, it'd be weird in this. It'd be some surf guitar. Yeah. And he looks at you like you're stupid. And then he gets a guy in this really fantastic guitar player. And it happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that song was already like, oh, I built the whole opening of the movie around that song oh, okay and then we needed an, another song and I just took it and I mean he wrote it okay and I just uh, I changed the key I made it major instead of minor and like made it a little simpler and wrote lyrics to it right but largely because we were out of money yeah it's like well somebody's gotta make it right right and right. so I wrote it and Jay and I recorded it. and this is the other great thing about Jay is like you play him the song he goes alright great come over tomorrow yeah, no. And well, I come good. over tomorrow and John Foles in his studio. Okay. Yeah, John Foles. Yeah. Future guest, John Foles. Love you. God, Who's man. John Foles? John Foles, great guitar player. He's from, like, I don't know, somewhere in the fucking Northwest. I don't know how he learned to play like that, but he played with John, with uh, Dr. John for like 12 years and that, that uh, you know, 9 11 band. Um, plays with all kind of people, you know, Johnny Sansone, uh, uh, I played a million gigs with him with like Ingrid Lucia and he plays subs with the iguanas mm-hmm. can play anything. He's like 
uh, you know, totally muscular, totally in the moment, can play any style, and and play super exciting the whole time. It was incredible. I'm not sucking this guy's dick too hard, am I? But I'm <laughs> no, well, he'll be here, so save yeah, yeah, save yeah, him yeah, some yeah, saliva. I'll, I'll mention that when he yeah. shows up. Renee wants to suck your dick, Mister no, Fole. Yeah, well, but I'm figuratively I'm speaking. S- yeah. For me, it's such a treat. It's like here's somebody that can do all, things I can think of, but I could yeah. never execute. Yeah. I just don't, and things I couldn't think of. Right. And so he had heard the song one time from my little demo tape, and uh-huh. we sat down and rolled the tape, and I think we did it three times. And, yep. and I think we used the first one. Right. They, he yeah. just, and it's beautiful what he plays. Yeah, no, he's tremendous. Musician. And we did other songs because I, I, we couldn't afford any more background music. Yeah. Like we, we were way out of money. Oh, yeah. When I, when I went to the screening, John was there and we talked. And I was like, yeah. oh, so I was like, so you have writing credit on that? And he goes, no, I just play guitar. And I was like, I don't know. I think I saw your name. Oh, no, he does. Because like, we needed <laughs> he doesn't these, even like, know he has writing credit. <laughs> we didn't because we needed these like cheesy southern rock songs to be playing in the background at a bar. Right. And I, right, right. in the temp, the temporary score I had put in these Leonard Skinner tunes. We're not going to buy Leonard Skinner right, tunes right. in our tiny little movie. So it was like, we got to do some kind of like Southern rock thing. Uh-huh. And he starts playing and Jay starts recording and he pulls up some drum track. Uh-huh. And while they're recording this like totally perfect, cheesy, but well executed right. Southern rock song, I got this little notebook and I'm writing all these stupid lyrics right, about, right, right. about uh, like treating brands of liquor like they're people. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> and, and, and then we like, I, I, rec- I sang it a couple times, recorded it and, it, and the whole process of writing this like intentionally mediocre Southern right. rock song and putting in the movie took like 40 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I was like, holy crap, you guys are good. Yes. It was. It was a blast. Yes. yes. Yeah, so we Especially made all this stuff. Feel like it, it matters. And I mean, it matters for sure, but you know, when, you know it's when way you in the like background. Portray yeah. a character. It's like, oh, I'm just, this is, no, it's, it's all laughs. You know, everybody's cracking yeah. up the whole time and you're doing that. And that I'm such so a one man band that to have people who are like a thousand times better at something. And I, all I have to do is ask. Yeah, and just describe and this it just, with words. And this just and happens. Go, oh, it's how like, about this? And like, well, sure. Yeah, you know, it's like, wow, that's way better even than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, right? Your first idea. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's like, am I going to get credit for this? That's insane. I didn't do anything. <laughs> wow, so the so movie's fun. called The True Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. All right. People out there, look out for that film. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be coming down the I've pipe. I've got to see it. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't it's, seen it's, a movie in years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, for that's porn, good. You know, but, but you hardly ever make it to the end of those. Yeah. Um, and and they're know, only eight minutes long. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just hard to get to the end. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, I think they're uh, turning the lights off on us here. Yeah, I think, looks uh, like it. You know, well, we're, well, let's see if we can, like, uh, you know, Manny, I see you have your Raiders... Uh, pullover on. Yeah, my hoodie. What, my your hoodie, yes. Yeah. Now, what is going on with the Raiders, man? They stink is so, what's going now, on. Now, John Gruden, I'm not a John Gruden fan. Why? Um, I don't like, well, not as a coach, but as a human. So anytime when he was on, uh, was it Monday Night Football? Yeah. So when he's on Monday Night Football, he would he would always go, Oh, that guy. Yeah, I was I was on board with that guy. You know, w- way early on. You know, and it's like, well, it's easy to say. You can just like you can say that about anybody. You know, like but oh, he's a thousand really times better than Jason Witten. Wait, who is? He's the, the new. He's the new, the new John Gruden. Oh, is that right? Yeah, no, he's the new no John Gruden. I haven't watched any. Yeah, I haven't watched. Any. I don't know. I I never really didn't watch. Listen, if my team's not playing, I'm not watching the game. Okay, well that's yeah. them screaming. They're at yelling us. at you. They're, Are you going to still be a Raiders fan when they're in Vegas? Yeah. I was a Raiders fan in L.A., yeah, Oakland, man. L.A. Yeah, they'll be in San Diego next year. Raiders for life. Uh, yeah, it's the Raider Nation, baby. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. they stink, but uh, I stink. love them, and I hate Drew Brees. Yeah, well, yeah. you had to bring that up again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, a lot of people love the guy. Uh, anyway, I've actually never heard anyone say that. Well, yeah, no. you heard it here first. Well, listen, the, the nation last, already knows. Listen to the last podcast. <laughs> pretty hard. The last few podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, Trouble Nation. Uh, you know, hang in there with us. We're 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 doing great. We're you know, keep sharing with your friends. Uh, like us, love us. Uh, you know, follow us on wherever. Except, don't follow me around my neighborhood. Um, which is thirty-eight forty? No, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Poche, thank you so much for yeah. being here. Oh, thank you guys for having me. And thanks for the drinks. Brought the heat, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I think I still owe us around, but they closed yeah, yeah. the bar. No, well, they'll, they'll, they'll give us Next one time. to go. Yeah, yeah, they'll probably give us. So it. anyway, uh, uh, on the Trouble Man podcast, we like to say, uh, "Trouble never ends, but the struggle continues." 
Good night. You know, I didn't tell you, Manny, is that I've already voted for you once in my life. Really? Okay. I have. Based strictly on a troubled man for troubled times. Like, there I'm you in. go. There you See? go. Advertising is everything. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, uh, you know, we found a kindred spirit here, a, a Manny Chevrolet voter. Exactly. Okay, well, I can go on and on about people who said they voted for me, but you live in the parish, so I believe you. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. does, for sure. Because in the four elections that I've ran, I've garnered about 2,000 votes, but yet I've met about 20,000 people who said they voted for Bunch me. Bunch of suck-ups. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people, be safe. It's, it's troubling out there. Good night. Good night.